ஜெக்ட் So for that I have to explain the context of my stay in India. I was living in India in Bangalore between 2013 and 2018. Like I got a job there as an art teacher and then I was also doing my own comic books on the side, my own illustration and drawings. I had done a first book before before this one before the Alcazar that we are talking about today. That first book was called Bangalore. It was uh, an attempt to portraying the city. through his public spaces in different uh, locations and different timings because mm-hmm. the story happens like in the day in the night and all of that like a more of an outsider point of view on a big indian city i guess every book one makes is in reaction to another one it all articulates like that so i guess the alcazar was me trying to like dig deeper in one of the aspects of a big indian city that bangalore is but it could have been any other city so I don't know I guess I found myself fascinated by all the construction sites first of all for aesthetical reasons like seeing the structure of the building and the people living in it it's very appealing for someone who draws uh it's not always what you might think mm. triggers an illustrator it's not necessarily like heavenly land trigger my desire to sketch something but construction sites were definitely mm. I don't know sort of a turn on for me Uh, aesthetically and of course i wondered mm. what you know the lives of these people are because i'm always interested in the human beings wherever i go and uh, i started asking questions around me in my neighborhood my friends you know if they had like more informations about what these people lives are like i don't know where they come from all sorts of questions and i realized that people didn't know much about the construction workers i kept hearing the stereotypes of them being biharis and basically being you know people you don't want to be around and i don't know some sort of uh, i don't know it didn't something felt mm. wrong in the sense that it felt misunderstood and very unknown so mm. i with the help of a friend uh, who is also a researcher in uh, human sciences uh, her name is mansik shatriya now she's pursuing a phd in sweden So we started going there because I needed someone to help me translating as I'm not fluent I'm not able to speak any of the Indian languages that were spoken on the on the construction site. So we started going around and and eventually mm-hmm. we we landed on this one which happens which happened to be like right next to my house like a, a, at the corner of my street. So it was very convenient to start a long like a midterm review of the site. So we were going there like as regularly as we could mm-hmm. to record 
everything that goes on and of course like interview the workers and spend time with some of the workers not all of them of course like during months and months like mm. pretty much throughout the you know construction of the building yeah you know you, you were saying that people calling them biharis you know i guess it's also because bangalore is a southern city so they would assume that there, there would be a separation from people who came mm. from the north because increasingly the south is more yeah is richer offers more jobs and a lot of migrant workers come in there and here the feeling i guess would be slightly different because ethnically mm. not very mm. different i found that quite striking you know i i noticed that as a yes Indian. but uh, i don't know if the point <laughs> is really a legit point mm. because uh, in fact there are a lot of kanadigas malayali or tamilian workers in south india i mean they have their own south indian labor mm-hmm. so that cliche is not really yes uh something i could explain even though there are north indians also working in the construction industry as well like some of the characters have uh, depicted in the book mm. which are from rajasthan the tile the tile makers the tile specialists uh, yes. from rajasthan so but i think yes. it's more it has more to maybe you are like a, it's true to an extent what you are saying but i think it's also due to the fact that construction workers are, are highly invisibilized they are made unseen even the way a construction site is organized you know with the the big tarpentin like tarpentin mm. sheets the blue sheets the metal sheets that you that you find around a construction site to hide yes. what's going on you know so there's a lot about hiding and you know what's hidden and mm. what's what's left to be seen and i think there's this this is also something i i i like to play around with in the book like what you see through these blue also mm. um fabric like pieces of fabric they built yeah, the uh, the built tents in yes. and also what you see like uh, from the from the street when you walk from the street i mean every 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 person uh, has might have experienced in india walking in the street and lifting his or her, her head up and you know looking at a construction site at a, at a bunch of construction workers uh, working like two stories above the ground and all of that mm. So yeah. that was like for like I guess that was like more the you know like superficial aspect of what motivated me uh to get to a construction site and I had like I didn't mm. even know at this point whether it will turn into a graphic novel or not uh I was just like you know curious to draw mm. and and interact with construction workers so from the very beginning I knew I would be seeking for the perspective of the labor workers you know i i wasn't really keen mm-hmm. interacting with the contractors or the architects or the engineer i wanted to look at this from the you know like lower lower class so to say perspective uh, of this building because they are you know the one who are yes, like, yes. not given any means to talk about it to n- narrate their lives so so then i didn't know exactly what it would be but uh, you know after like month after month i as i drew and as we got this material manti and i it it appeared like obvious to me that it would make a great book because there is a lot of things happening it's it's sort of a a small world uh, within our like society i mean the indian yes. society and it's a small world with you know its diversity and i don't know at, at some point i almost thought of it as a as a metaphor uh the construction site for india like growing india with its um lingu- lingu- linguistic uh ethnic religious diversity because all of that could be found uh in the construction site you have muslims hindus 
and Christians and and how all these people like are kept together and like sharing and exchanging and collaborating to an extent and also staying segregated you know to another like to other aspects of the life like <laughs> um because what's what's very interesting also on a construction site is that people don't only work in the day they also spend the night as the construction goes as the building grows uh, it can accommodate most of the workers mm. they sleep in unfinished rooms in the, of the of the building so the whole you know building comes to life even during the the process of being constructed yes. so how also people you know cope with their mm. differences on the personal time in the evening and it was also an interesting mm. aspect that i tried to develop through one or two scenes in the book Yes yes i found it very funny that bit you know that little boy i mean the young boy thought yes, that he seen bondu I, i named the character bondu in, in the indian version because yes what you've read is the you know is a translated so it's a, it's a, there are lots of translate translations involved in this project because you have first of all you have mansi who could speak mm. hindi with people who are not necessarily for whom like hindi is not necessarily mm. their mother tongue So I'm thinking of the main characters Mehboob, Rafiq, Salma. Yes. They come from Karnataka and like a border mm. of Andhra Pradesh. So they they speak mm. more Telugu or Kannada, but they spoke in 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 Hindi with Mansi. Okay. So for them it's already like a first a first degree of translation. Then Mansi translates back to me in English, mm. and I wrote the book in French. And then the book mm. was translated back to English from the French version. So there are lots of Okay. distortions in the langu- in the in the language um the small character who thinks mm. seen like agoris in the construction site uh it had a name mm. in french and then we gave him a, an indian name but it's all fictionalized it's not his real name i, I don't even know this character was inspired by yes. an existing character but it's not exactly you know like true to that character mm. it's more of a second secondary character but the yes. main characters rafiq mehboob salma yeah. ali trina and ganesh all of them they actually exist and i've even kept the names kept you know i've tried to stay like Ooh. true to what they seem to be like to me you know throughout the month and to portray them like the character mm. with mm. all the, the nuances that i could see in them but i didn't stop myself from fictionalizing yes. a little bit or so once in a while that's why it's not exactly like a hardcore reportage or documentary and it's, it's somewhere like between non-fiction and a little bit of a fiction added to it as long as it doesn't you know mm. comes in the way of uh, of the story reflecting what it what what it looked like it was to me so sometimes a little bit of fictionalization mm. uh brings more realism that's the contradiction i find very interesting yes and also like there's more truth more truth could be fi- found in fiction than you know in a totally. straight reportage of i mean if you just totally clearly you know you you got involved with these people so you know you've also dedicated the book to to salma and uh, mehboob salma yes. rafiq and basha who opened their homes and their hearts and trusted me with their stories without them the alkazar yeah. would not have been built so talk about uh, how you became friends with them was it difficult yeah i mean know? it was um, interesting because recently i was touring in india for the indian version release like a month and a half ago i was mm. in bangalore and 
we arranged a book launch where uh, Meboob and Rafik were part of, like, were present. And uh, they were on Ooh. stage. We were all together on stage. Like, uh, Barat was there, also the publisher. Bumika, who was a translator, like, at uh, the second stage of the research phase. When, when Mansi was, was gone to Sweden, okay. I, I was helped by Bumika in 2018 yes. and Rafik and Meboub were there like with oh. mics and in front of us an audience in the auditorium of the Alliance Francaise and someone asked them pretty much the same question and I guess mm-hmm. you know they would be like more uh, legitimate to answer to that question but they said in the beginning they were like who is this guy like what is he doing here and they thought like it's very <laughs> weird um, and even though uh, from the from day one I I was very clear about my intentions of making a book on their lives and I even brought my previous book yeah. to show them you know what I do and and they were mm. like you know they listened yeah. and they were all like very you know observative they didn't speak much they listened but then they that night in in at the book mm. launch they confessed that uh, you know they thought I would just be um, coming a, a couple of weeks and then they wouldn't hear about me anymore. But then when I saw I, I stuck, you know, around the construction site for weeks and weeks, then, you know, the bonding started to happen. And I really, as a, you know, as a researcher at this time on the field, I really sensed that, you know, a shift in the things they mm-hmm. share. And in the beginning, it, was, it seemed like harder work to ask questions. And, you know, I, we were preparing in the evening with Mansi where... We would uh, lead the, the research the next day, what kind of questions we would ask. But then after some point, we just like the whole methodology mm. of journalism and, you know, research or which I was experimenting to this degree for the first time. Mansi was more used to that because the researcher in ethnography, mm. she she was used to, to field studies. But I was mm. like, was new to that. And then, you know, eventually after weeks, it became like way more natural and and even to this day, we keep like we are still in touch and we talk and because I'm not like okay. a, I'm, I'm not a journalist, so I can't you know for me it it mm. it requires a lot of uh, emotional input to a project like that. So I couldn't like I wouldn't mm. really like picture myself mm. you know doing that and then moving on to to another project and doing the same thing. It was really like something that got me involved like to the the mm. bones for almost three years so and and okay. also the, the for me the follow-up of like it was not about making the book and then putting the book out there and then you know not being involved anymore it was very important also that the book finds its way back to india because it's not like so easy to publish uh comic books in india i mean was like not really mm. i didn't catch uh, harper collins and penguins attention in the in the beginning for my first book and even this one but i was very mm-hmm. lucky to mm-hmm. uh, like work with barat and i was lucky that barat was interested in publish, publishing this book mm. and also you know i was thinking you might you seem to have formed even that character ganesh you know it's very interesting but you seem to have fo- formed a real friendship with rafiq and mehboob and salma and the rajasthani is a sort of more uh, yes yes i think separate yeah yeah you got Was it exactly or... exactly like it happened yeah it's, <laughs> it's funny how you know reflects <laughs> um but yeah what happened oh. is that i was there like for a seven month stretch between i think february or march 2017 and and august 2017 then i had to go back to france because i was like 
ending my 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 job in in I, I wanted to focus more on my comic book so I like stopped teaching means also not having a visa anymore. So I came back and then and then I was invited in uh in oh. India in Bangalore in, in January twenty eighteen to be part of a residency at CKP, the the fine art college of uh, of Bangalore, which is a great school. And um and and then I I resumed my my research, but then when I returned to the, to the construction site in January 2018, I realized that Meboub and Rafik and Salma, all of them were were not working there anymore. The, the building was not finished, the construction was not completed, but they had just been fired. Mm. And then the reasons they gave me, like for those who knew them, they explained what happened and how they got fired. But then I don't know something like felt. A little weird, so I reached out to Meboob, and he was in Bangalore. So we met uh, at another construction site, and they told me the, their side of the story and why they got fired and all of that. So just to say that it, mm. it kind of turned my whole uh, project upside down uh, because I had pictured this book to be mm. really centered on, on the point, like having the I wanted the story to have the point of view of Meboob and Rafik and Salma. And then since they were gone, I had two options. What okay. do I do? Do I continue, like, do I follow them on another construction site, uh, knowing that it might uh, not even be possible uh, to get permission to observe them on a construction site? Or do I stick to the Alcazar and do I make the mm -hmm. Alcazar the actual character of my story? And then it would develop different characters, like a bunch of characters, like more characters than just a, a couple of heroes. So then I thought, you know, that that is yes. the reality. The reality of this construction world is that a worker a worker can get fired uh, like that in the blink of an eye. Yeah. And um, yeah. I thought it would be interesting to keep that in the story. So spoiler alert! Uh, alert in the story at some at some point, uh, <laughs> the main character the main character disappears. And uh, I remember when I was writing the story mm -hmm. later on, my publisher he had a he had a problem with that. Because it's not really something you do in storytelling to get the reader to empathize mm -hmm. and bond with a character, and then you just like squeeze the the character outside of the of the book. So, <laughs> but then I thought, you know, it's exactly what I felt mm -hmm. when I when I went back to the construction site that day in January 2018, and then I I found mm -hmm. my uh, people in the construction site were gone. So I was frustrated. So I guess I kept mm -hmm. it this way. Um, so for that, all of that to say that Ganesh, the character you mentioned, is a character I have known very mm -hmm. less than uh, Meboob and Rafiq because I've only spent like two weeks that time with them, mm -hmm. and in two weeks I, you know, spoke a lot with Ganesh, and so I, I thought of Ganesh and his bunch of Rajasthani workers as substitutes mm -hmm. to fill the gap of Meboob's disappearance in the book. So for that they come like later in the book, and they, mm -hmm. but all of that is a uh, is a bit fictionalized as well because if it would have been like too bloody harsh for the reader to like uh, re like get his characters removed and then suddenly replaced by someone. So I made like I made the unlike it happened in the real life. I made yes Ganesh and his workers arriving on the site before Meboob and Rafik left. So at some point in the story you have all of them. So when Meboob okay. and all are leaving. The reader can still hold on to characters they know. So all of that is little tricks, you know. It's it's very abstract. 
you know, one needs to have read the story mm. to, to see what I'm re relating to. But my my point is that you have to have a little bit of fiction to make the story more appealing and more interesting. And you have to use the, the tricks, you know, storytelling tricks to make the story a little more adventurous mm. and a little more... Um, with the plot and all of that, because if it was if it was just a yes. chronicle, I think people would not really be interesting. I find the construction workers' life fascinating, but I can't expect you know anyone any reader to mm. find it the same way. So we had to you know pimp it a little bit. I say yes. we because my publisher was also like involved mm. in that you know project that we were discussing about it, where it goes and all of that. Okay. So I guess it was a mutual. Mm. Uh, goal to make the story a little more universal, just uh, like the construction of a building story. So it could, you know, resonate yes. with people even in France. And I guess it's uh, some somehow a success because the book was translated in Brazil and also in mm. Poland, which are countries that has nothing to do with, you know, India. And the simple fact that they these people who are not even from my yes. culture or the Indian culture could relate to these lives. Then that brings me back to that first day when I meet Mehboob and Rafik and when, when they ask me, but how our lives are interesting? And I say, they are, they are, you will see. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I found that even the panels of the building, when you, in between, you know, sort of, you place uh, panels of, you know, the visuals of the, of the building yeah. in different yeah, 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 stages, I guess, you know. So that also gives one sense of, uh, the, of time sort of joins parts yes yeah yeah from i also have like a an illustration yeah. background uh i studied illustration as well as comics yes. in, like in different schools but uh so i'm also interested in the language of the visual language of illustration where you know everything happens like the whole story happens within one picture one frame so it's a totally different approach mm. of storytelling than with comic books because comic books are sequences you know so i don't know i wanted to have these spreads yes so these spreads there are i think eight or nine and they show the construction site at a uh, different stage of development but always from the same point of view so you have this spread like it's a view from the street and you see the in the beginning you see the the empty land and then you see like the foundation and then one one story two story etc till the building is finished since the story yeah. is always like most of the story happens within the construction site, so it's, the stage doesn't change, but at the same time it evolves constantly. So I thought of of this, you know, these spreads as a mm. as an occasion to you know step take a step back and look at how far it's gone. Because when you shoot, and I'm and I'm using the word shooting as mm. if I was using a camera, but it's the same. It's the same thing when I shoot my drawings in my pages mm. when i draw my scenes my sequences mm. most of the time it's within the construction site so it's very hard to figure how far the construction it goes so with these spreads it is a bit like reenacting the, the the feeling i had when so for, for example i was like uh walking to the school where i used to work in every day and and there was, I remember clearly, like, one, of, of one building that was being constructed. And then one day, you know, I walk and then I realized, oh, there is one more story. And then another day, like a week later, I realized, oh, there is another story. You know, that feeling of these things, these buildings are mm -hmm. popping out like mushrooms in a city like Bangalore. And you don't see all the intermediary yes. phases. Sometimes you just see, like, you just realize this thing has gone, like, two floors 
higher than it was the a month ago. So I guess that you know that these spreads also uh, purpose in the book. Yes, they mark totally. the time. I guess I mean you know when you're reading it, you say, oh, okay. Yeah. I was asking, you know, in the interview at the end of the book, um, mm-hmm. the Indian edition, you know, you've mentioned how you're influenced by Hoje yes. to an extent. So do you want to talk about that? Even I found it when I was reading the book. And then when you mentioned it, I said, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, uh, it's funny because I never read and I didn't used to read Tintin when I was a child. Tintin, I mean, I'm, I'm sure everybody knows, but Tintin is the character, Hergé, oh. the comic, the Belgium comic mm. artist yes. Hergé made. Maybe I, I, I would read yes. it, you know, at some friend place or some relative place when I would find one, but I was never, I'm, I'm, I don't remember being a fan of Hergé. And I always found Tintin a little bit uptight and even his adventures are like very talkative and <laughs> it was not my stuff. Uh, I liked other Belgium, Franco-Belgium comic character way more. But I don't know, as I grew up uh, mm. and as I became graphic novelist, uh, I realized the power that uh, Hergé has over the entire like, Franco-Belgium uh, production. Because he's the father, he's literally the father of graphic novels. He's made it, like he's, he's developed the grammar, the language mm. of this media pretty much from scratch. And I'm struck by the mm-hmm. fact that it stays like so relevant even today. I mean, I'm not. Let's not talk about the stories because Hergé, like he's been like he's he's made stories in the like his first books like Tintin in America and and they're yes. high, they're highly uh, you know questionable. The point of view is very is very colonial <laughs> and very you know he was like he was mentored by a priest yes. at this time and you know I mean all all of like he, like his first books are. Are really like need to be questioned and need to be analyzed in the light of you know uh, that era. But but then he's made like other books more more like um, consensual, yes. like you know less like more politically correct, mm. I guess books. Uh, but it's not about the stories. I'm not talking about the stories. I'm talking about yes. the drawing, the ability of Hergé to simplify. He mm. turns things into signs because that that's what a drawing is. A drawing is a sign, and the way he's made it. Like to reach such a, yes. a high level of efficiency uh, in his drawing is really mind blowing, and is really it still appears as, as something contemporary. And I think people get like get back to this style even today. Like they're still influ- highly influenced by Hergé's style. And I like what I like about Tintin besides that it's very beautiful, also elegantly composed. Even the colors that. You know the way he balances the black and white. He's, he's mm. a master, like he's totally a master, and um, it's very like he's a drawing that you read. It's not because it's beautiful that you know one spends time to contemplate the drawing. It still reads effortlessly, and that is very important mm. aspect for me in comic books. I mean, I would I could admire some of the artists out there for their you know graphic qualities or their the ability to use colors and all of that but their drawing might sometimes be a little more too sophisticated to be good drawings for comic for comic books so i try to keep my my drawing mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as clear and as readable yeah. as possible even though there are colors and there are textures and uh i'm not as minimal as it sounds but i like to keep the drawing like effortless to read mm-hmm. and i like the drawing to flow 
And I think Barat was like my publisher was also mm. like he was receptive to that aspect of my work because himself he comes from another tradition of comic books, which is the manga, the Japanese comic books. He's fond of mm. mangas and he even publishes some of them in India. He makes them translated and publishes them in India through his yeah sort of magazine like a, something that like a book more of an anthology that is called Verité. Verite, and he like, released mm. already like three volumes mm. of that. Yes. So he's very like conscious mm. that you know a drawing, like, a good comic drawing is a is a is a simplification. Is 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 you know is about simplifying, codifying the reality. Mm. And you know, going back to that character Bondu. In fact, I found him the most yes. Roger like character. Yes, you're so right. Book. You're so mm-hmm. right, Manjula. Uh, it's, it's, I, I, instead of uh, I, like it, it's sometimes when I do when I do um, workshops with kids or teenagers or even grown-ups, uh, I draw to show that we can draw expressions with very minimum means. I draw like an oval and then I add like two dots and a little nose and then a mouth. And then when I when I draw the the hair, people immediately recognize Tintin. Because Tintin is an oval, and be, because Tintin is an oval face uh, which doesn't look realistic at all we can project very easily everything Tintin is actually um, we don't know anything about Tintin we don't know his you know sexual orientations we don't know if he what he likes to eat what likes what he likes to drink it's like it's very like you know blank Uh, it's a blank canvas and and even his face is always you can put you can project anything you you want in Tintin so that's what Tintin is, and I guess Bondu is my little homage to yeah. to Tintin because it's not oval, but it's round. It's perfectly round, and he has a little nose and the two dots of of, of eyes. <laughs> so I like to have that, you know, <laughs> spectrum of realism, like more realistic and more like abstract faces uh, in the book. And I like to be to believe like the more mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like Mebub and Rafik, they all also like they were subject to uh, simplification because of like as you know I exaggerated their 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 facial mm. features to make them like a little more simplified and a little more comic comic like comic book like. So Mebub, I mm. I found his face mm. fits in the mm. in the in the shape of a square. So his like his his face uh, has like. Like prominent mm. uh, cheekbones and a square jaw and all of that, and but he actually looks a little bit like that, um, mm. unlike Bondu, which I totally, you know, mm. like he's just a kid, like with a roundish face, but not, it was not like a, a perfect bowl, mm. like like a like a Jew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not individual like, uh, of course, Rafiq and Mehbubar and even Salman. They like, and even Ganesh. Yeah, you know, but Ganesh also is also. I got really carried like, away actually, with the ears, and Ganesh is also like, as I made it like very, very cartoonish, like compared to what he actually looks like. I wanted yes, him to be a little, yes. you know, ridiculous as a character. You know, you know, not in a mean, not in a mean way, in a mm-hmm. respectful way, because. He was um he was also a, a boss like a he was the chief of the tile mm. workers the, from Rajasthan and I already had like a, a similar mm. character in the book which yes. is the name of Trina who is the chief of the masons and that guy is is like he's, he's yes. the villain mm. of the book in a way yes uh, because he was he was seen this way by by Mehboob and Rafiq and uh, as a villain you know he's a contradictor 
uh, antagonist character. Mm-hmm. And um, and Ganesh, I wanted yeah. to like to have a more funny and fun-loving. Even if he can be a dick, you know, at some point, he's also like a really a real douchebag sometimes. But he, mm-hmm. he still is somewhat ridiculous mm-hmm. enough to seem harmless. And I wanted to have also a, a, an equivalent to that because I didn't want to appear like the the the, the labels are are nice and kind, and then as you go up the the the, the hierarchy, uh, they become mean. And you know, I don't. That was not the point. I mean, even the the site engineer Ali is a guy I really yes. appreciated talking to, and even if he's mm-hmm. above in the in the power structure of the construction site, he's also like friendly moments with. Meboob and Rafik and all of that. So I didn't want to be evil and good. You know, I don't want to be like binary about uh, even the, the, the intellectual mediocrity or I don't know um, episodes of of meanness uh, can make a character a hero even more lovable. You mm-hmm. know, because their flows highlight in contrast mm-hmm. the qualities, and in, it goes the same logic works yes. for for the evil guys. You know, even Trina who is the with the villain of the book, I like. Mm-hmm. I have I have a, a couple of scenes where I want I, I, another light on his character. He's not only an empowering yes. uh, chief mason; he's also a human being. He also has like a, you know his life going on and all of that. Yes, yes, and especially you know, I, yeah, exactly. you've not made them black and white characters because even the ones like this, you know, how he's almost envious of the laborers exactly. in one sense because of their freedom. And he says yes. that to Ali, I think, at some point, he says, you know, they're free because you wouldn't understand your education. Yes, because he comes I, from I like, so he comes true. from that. I mean, he comes from their world, so he used to be. Uh, this character is very interesting because. Yes. He's, he's in a position of power, but he comes from the the low labor background, so he knows what he had to what he took to to yeah. reach where yes. he is. And it doesn't mean that he's going to be uh em- more empathic empathetic with the the labor workers. He's, he's even harsher with yes. them. It's very interesting. I mean, yes. it says a lot about. I mean, that's what like like we're getting into details right now. But I found a lot of material on the construction site that really talks about the human nature like some people to the mm-hmm. you know a sense of their of the human nature and of the human like the human nature can be like observed and at some point it doesn't matter if it's a construction site or uh, you know maybe i would have found like similarly interesting stories on um on a totally different field uh, i remember for at some point i was interesting in 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 fisherman lives uh, but then, you know, of course, there are not many okay. fishermen in Bangalore. So, but uh, also another, like, um, another story was when I had finished my first book, I was at the crossroads of a project, the Alcazar, and another one. And the other one uh, was also going to be set mm-hmm. in India. And it was about uh, the stories of a friend about cruising. I don't know if you're familiar with the word cruising. Uh, I didn't know. I, I didn't know what it meant at this at this point. Yeah, cruising is, cruising. is when you know, gay. Yeah, ex, ex, yes, exactly. Gay when cruising. people you gay know uh, cruise yeah. in big cities, and there are like spots where they they can meet. And again, that yes. seemed like a very like yes. specific subject, which I think can be brought to like like wider problematics of the Indian society. And what I found extremely like interesting about the cruising days, my friend will tell me, is that 
it basically uh, bypasses mm. like some of the social and class and caste limits or however you like uh, uh, boundaries in yes. society because a rickshaw driver can be top to yes. an army officer and etc and you have all these configurations that I found very like intriguing and especially in mm. terms of uh, of storytelling because that friend he took me like on a on a sort of walk in Bombay and showed me all these places where it happens and in you know in the moment in the action but uh, he showed me like lo- different different locations and he explained me how it goes and how it works and I, I don't yeah. know it was like I think it would have been a a very interesting story as well, but um, I don't know for. Yeah, it, it's a parallel reality, I guess. It's a yes. I don't know. Straight people don't often see, but, but these yes. they see it when we have friends who are yes, gay something like and that. We explain yes. it to them. But uh, yeah, I think it would have been like more. Also, that project would have been more uh, eventually about this friend himself because I wouldn't have like I I didn't you know really feel comfortable about. Uh, engaging in in a in a field study in that you know and and like underground world which also I don't belong to um, but um, I don't even I don't belong yes. either to the construction workers world but at some point I I found like more confidence and more motivation to work on that on that story. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, I guess, you know, uh, a sexual minority in a society like India, where you know, it's kind of secretive still, despite changes in the law, it would have been more difficult. And also, there's also this question of voyeurism and all that's involved. Yes. Right? So I suppose yes. you want to avoid true. that. So true, true. I guess that. Whereas with the construction workers, I mean, it's also univer- more universal in a sense, because... Uh, whatever sexual orientation there are things from the lives of these construction workers yeah. you can take away from yeah. right i mean you can learn from especially about power and things like that which is what i thought when i was reading the book you know like some some nuggets of wisdom like when i think mehboob says that oh people, like you mentioned earlier that people who've uh, risen up from the you know whatever poverty and have you know, mm-hmm. made it in a certain sense, yeah. become powerful in their circles, can be can be even more ruthless than yes. people who are not from yes. there at all, from yes. that circumstance at all. I found that to be, you know, very wise. Yeah, yeah. Did he, he really he say might this? Have said Did this he really at tell you point. this? And yeah, there was a lot of... Uh, Mehboob is a character, is, is really a fascinating human being uh, like to begin with. And then, you know, I tried to make him mm-hmm. as as fascinating as an mm. of course I, I failed because it's always like a duller representation than reality but I try to convey that mm. you know like cunningness and smartness that he has is very it was very intelligent and, and very wise you might call it wise mm. and and Rafiq mm. on the on the contrary mm. was more um, emotional and more sens- more sensible and more creative it's it's interesting mm. because when you see that spent like get to know human beings which belong to a totally different social structure and world than you are from you realize that if this guy is like for example Rafik if this guy mm. he, he had been given means for educa- higher education and like more wealth if he didn't have to work at the age of 18 on the construction site to make a living I'm sure he would have been an artist because he had like a very like deep he was very sensible to mm-hmm. things and you know it, it it appeared very obvious in our interaction but he's got like you know his mm. life like for this 
this life he's got like to be a uh, a construction worker and even though he wants to climb up the hierarchy uh or do another job such as like driver mm. becoming a driver or all of that he keeps returning to the construction site and he's still now a, a construction worker a worker and it's very hard to get out of the class basically it's very hard for them even though they want they want to more than anything else yes. Uh, uh, at least Rafiq and and maybe mm. to an extent, it's it's almost impossible, and that's something that really strikes you when you spend time with that, because then you realize it's not about the amount of efforts, and you know some people like to say that oh it's all about willpower, and if you want you know succeed, and they will give you examples of people they know who made yes. it, you know yes. through that, and they, but then when you actually experience that reality, sociologically deeper. You realize it's almost impossible. The forces against them immense, and and um, yes, and I don't know for some reason I I, I made uh, Rafik a, a cab driver in the in the end because I you know wanted to to have that you know yes. more optimistic, which is not exactly optimistic ending because he's actually treated like mm. equally miserably in this work in this job than he was in in the construction world but at least it's what he wants to do mm. yeah but you know i thought that if there's a villain in the book i didn't think of trina as a villain because you know of all the things that he says and whatever you know his insights i thought this mr johnson <laughs> was the villain <laughs> of course you don't want to give away he was the most unsympathetic character i mean without giving away mm. the, the story you know I really thought, even when we meet him yeah. first, I just thought. So, oh Mr. God. Johnson is a uh, is uh, like for the, the people who not read the book. Mr. Johnson is uh is the customer. He's a guy who comes. He's, he's a he's a stereotypical, and uh, he's he comes like one day uh, as the yeah. con- confection is going on, and he he sees like the site, and then we re- we realize that he wants to buy a flat, and then we we encounter this character again inauguration like the housewarming party like the the, the building sort of like inauguration yeah party and he's there and yes, yeah. it's, it's it's i didn't really try to make mr johnson and uns, like unsympathetic but uh, it's, it's you know it's funny that you're picking this up uh, also maz maz is a is an you know is an antagonist character is is the big the, the big boss of the yeah. of the project? Actually, he's the son of he's the son of the contractor, and he handles yeah. he handles the site. So the actual yes. man behind everything is never seen. The the big boss being Maz's father. Hmm. And let's talk. You know, tell me about the colors that you use because in the interview also you mentioned it. You know, the the blues and oranges and and the mixtures of those. So talk about that. Pantone, you know, for the reader to listen. There was like there are different printing techniques out there. Uh, from the very beginning of this project, I knew I wanted to use uh, what we call spot color. So spot colors, like to explain in in simple words, mm. is uh, instead of using the the four like the the three primary colors and the black, which is T M Y K. We use uh, custom-made uh, colors, a limited mm. range of limited number of custom-made colors. So orange and blue, because orange is very, it looks very ugly in CMYK. 
doesn't look bright and orangey at all. So the only way to uh, to Boom. achieve like good quality orange is to use orange in spot color. So orange and blue. Um, and I wanted to play with limited mm. color, like color range, because uh, you know for the needs of like readability and uh, clearness I I talked about earlier when it comes to drawing for comic books. So I thought if I have a, a limited spectrum of color, yeah. it would be like more easy to navigate within the page and within the picture and to make compositions which, you know, use the the warmth of the orange and the coldness of the blue. So there there is a rhythm that can be built by the, you know, by alternating between, uh, shifting between orange and blue. And also the black is there because, for, because of, of the lines. But what I found, like why I choose orange and blue instead of any other colors it's because since they are like opposite colors in the wheel circle when they merge when you overlap them they mix because uh offset printing inks are semi-transparent they're not totally opaque mm -hmm. so like if you put like some some blue and some orange okay. uh, on top of each other. They they will mix and they will create some other co like colors, some variations. So with these two colors, and I'm sure you, no. you can look at it in the book. You can observe that in the book. You have like so many other variations. You have some purples yeah. and you have some almost reddish tones. You have some grays also because if you if you put equal amount of orange yes. and blue, it, it produces some something closer to gray color. So all of that, like just these two colors plus oh. the black, it gave me a range of colors and and contrast and which which was like great and um, and also orange and blue, I think were the essential like the most essential colors to represent Bangalore because we like I the orange was like it it reminded me of the mud of the of the the ground the the earth. And then the blue, the sky, the orange again, like somewhat closer mm. to the to the skin color of of you know like warm um, brownish uh, color, and mm. and then all the grays uh, mm. could like represent the the concrete because the concrete is a very essential element of the story. I mean, there's not a single page where you don't have concrete basically. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so the concrete, the texture of concrete, That's the way true. the light mm -hmm. casts. On on raw concrete uh, volumes was also like very like you know almost as a, as a brutalist uh, feature of this of this project. I thought mm. like these colors and you know these these printing technique and these specific colors were the ideal you know choice uh, for this book. Of course, sometimes I I missed a bit of yellow or or green for the trees, but as I said, I wanted to keep it like to a minimum, like to a minimum number of colors to keep it like clearer. And I think I think that yeah. works in that like in that regard. That that works. Like the the yeah. the pages are not like you're not like uh, slowed down by you know by drawings. I mean, it keeps like the story. The way I designed the um, yes. the, the the panels and the sequences. Is meant to have the reader turning the pages, like it's it's meant to be a page turner basically, and that's why also it has a, a higher number of page. I mean, two hundred mm -hmm. book, two uh, hundred pages for a book is is quite quite a significant number if you compare it to the smaller fifty mm -hmm. page format that we know of. 
Um, so for that, I have like lots of pages yeah. where you don't have much yeah. um, discussion going on. It's more silent. It's more like the camera moves around and 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 follows the character. So you can turn like one can turn the pages mm. very quickly. And I like that idea, even though I spent like nearly three years on this project. I mm. like the idea that it can be read in half an hour, a little more than that maybe, but it can be read like quickly and. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's and it flows. The story flows, and you get you get things out of it. So, which is what I found enjoyable about the book. So, you know, I could Thank keep you. talking to you, but um, for for the listener, you know, go out and get the Alcazar by Simon Lamoure. It's really a good book. It's um, a good graphic novel, and for Indians, you know, we, like we are in the midst of this constant construction all around us, and you know, there are people building the buildings that we eventually move into and we know a little about them and i think simon's book is it's really a good work because it also makes you think about you know those who build the houses that we are now living in right so thank, thank you so you much simon, so much Montula, and and please check out the alcazar in you know online uh, comics india or in your bookstore if you're lucky to have a bookstore that stashes it uh, and also, I want to, you know, invite you to look at Verite, the anthology books uh, published by Comics India, and which has a lot of uh, Indian graphic novelists featured in it, and also Japanese artists. There are three books out there, and, and they're all very good-looking and interesting. Okay, great. So that's great. We'll, I'll also check it out, and I hope the people who are listening to also do. I mean, I definitely will. Thank you, Manjula. Yeah, so great. Your, uh, Thank you, Simon. Yeah, hope you have a great day ahead. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.